Hey, we are here for another Sermon Extra, and it's going to be a rousing conversation because we were just talking controversial football plays, and if we have as much passion for the Bible as we did for those plays... <laughs> we need grace upon grace, gonna, yeah. We do, we do. Yeah. Let me Hang on, let me smooth out my sweatshirt here. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I was talking with Amy Schmidt, uh, just uh, our third grade teacher, just before this, and I... She kind of razzed me for wearing a sweatshirt, and I realized, I said, I've been a Lions fan my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, everybody knows we, how we are there. But Michigan, too, and in my whole life, we've only won one national championship, and all the Husker fans try to grab onto our coattails and say it was a tie. <laughs> yeah, we know that uh, controversy in 97. Yeah. So really, it's like, this is rarefied air for me here. I am going to enjoy right now... Where we're at. Before well, we move on, I should say that the 97 Husker team would have absolutely beaten the 97 Wolverines team. Uh, you know, Missouri almost beat the 97 Huskers team, but you had some lucky I'm just, kick and ball well, went in the air. But no, again. I'm thinking I'm thinking as I watch Michigan, I mean, oh. all the signs point toward it'll be okay season. You know, did you see the spy plane that they had? Over the, <laughs> the spy plane was our, our last, yeah. yeah. Our, bitter, our, bitter touch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We could go on forever, but we will refocus. Talk about the important stuff. Yeah, right? we won't be distracted by a street light called football. That's yeah. Right. Uh, oh, hey, there you go. There he was listening. Go. He was listening. Yeah, there, there we go. go. Can Pastor you guys hear John. me okay? Yeah. Can you? Okay. Yeah. I can't yeah, hear myself. Good. You can't hear yourself. Okay. I can I turn you up a little there, I think. You guys are the ones that need to hear me. All right. Yeah, oh, there you go. There. I got you up there. There you go. Pastor John, you had the sermon uh, this Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, it was just a, a great, great day in worship as we began the Advent season. Uh, just uh, always, you know, you turn the page to this new season. And again, we always talk about how quickly it comes up on us. And, you know, I think it always catches us a little bit by surprise, even though we're planning way out ahead. But uh, just lighting that first candle on the Advent wreath. Um, Great day of worship, you know, uh, choir leading us, recognizing Denise and, you know, 30 years of choral directing and uh, just everything just kind of fit to, the, 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 the pieces that, that she chose for the choir to sing all fit into that theme of grace. And uh, and so, yeah, I, it was just one of those days where you, you kind of, you just walked away feeling just filled up like you know it was just a great time so no i i appreciated being able to kick off the series on god gave um andy i thought i did a great job on liturgy and taking us through that and uh just basing on that john three sixteen, you know and and looking at uh then the word made flesh you know that that he comes and brings that that the fullness of grace and then mm-hmm. it was kind of a fun thing for me as i studied it again you know we always talk about you read scripture and then you find something that you hadn't concentrated on before well i can honestly say i never really concentrated on grace upon grace mm. i just kind of always took that as a you know a re-emphasis of you know yeah it's just grace and grace and grace you know it's like but but again god chooses words obviously intentionally, uh, that divinely inspired word. And so grace upon grace is just a, 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 even in the picture in my mind, you know, I think of, of Dustin, Pastor Dustin being the artist, you know, it's like, how do you paint grace upon grace? And what does that look like? And so I, I really boiled it down to, and I guess where I ended the message was just from and to, we're rescued from, grace rescues from, and it rescues us to. But, uh, but no, I, I think probably the thing that I got a lot of um, conversations, I would say, after worship and, and with people was just the idea that our world today is, is, is honing in on, on streetlights, you know, and mm-hmm. just the idea if you weren't uh, 
listening to the message yesterday, if you're listening to this, the idea of a street light being in a dark world, there's this kind of lure to, hey, we have the answers. We've got everything you need. Come, come look for what you're trying to find under the street light. And it's like, no, God says, come home. Uh, it's in the house. Uh, it's being with me, with, mm-hmm. with brothers and sisters in Christ. That's where you are. Our every need is met. And so anyway, I just, that idea that the world is, is today, it's just, uh, there's millions of streetlights out there luring people into mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy things. I think that's, you go back, you know, to, uh, you know, Luther's time and, uh, you know, the reason for monks, for monasteries is to, you know, to just try to totally get away from mm-hmm. those streetlights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we've, we've learned that so many of us, I mean, we're living in the world, but yeah. that's, that's quite a battle. Uh, well, and I, and I agree. And, and Scott, I think the thing that, that trying not to get too legalistic, mm. but even for, and I kind of brought this up a little bit in the message yesterday, but even as followers of Christ, we've done a lot of compromising. We, we want a foot in the house and a foot under the streetlight. Uh, we want to be able to say, hey, we know Jesus. We, we have that gift of grace. We know we're forgiven, all those things. But this world really is going to offer us something that will make us happy and make us fulfilled. And it's, 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 it's not that the things of this world are bad. I mean, I, you know, material possessions, wealth, none of that is wrong. Um, it's, it's just putting it in the right compartment, you know, the right understanding of, of how it fits into the greater picture of our lives. That true fulfillment, true joy, lasting joy comes only through a relationship with our Lord and Savior. Um, but I don't know. I just, I see a lot of, you know, we, we talked a lot about this on joining Jesus in his mission, on his mission. We have a lot of, um, I'll put it this way, sleepy Christians, you know, that are, you know, I'll check some boxes, go to church. And, and again, I don't mean that as an accusation. I don't mean if you're listening today that it's like all the, I, I'm just trying to say there is, there's this need for us to truly understand the gift of grace then the other things in our lives can fit in nicely without dethroning God on our hearts. Does that make sense? I mean, is that... So if, you, if you're using the image of, of light and grace, especially if you look at the John chapter 1, which I know really got you into the message um, yesterday as you're preaching from, but we're told in John's gospel and even from the start that Jesus is the light. Yeah, yeah. And he comes bringing the light and, and we're also told that in him is the fullness of, of grace and truth. And so when you think about Jesus inviting us into that relationship, into the house, right, the family of God, yeah. but then you kind of reverse that, then then he's taking us back out to shine that light. Right. And right. Uh, in the midst of others who are underneath the street lights too, yeah. to see the true, the true sense of that, that light that he's shining. So... Again, I think there's that connection to joining Jesus on his mission, too, of it. It just all starts with, again, being a part of that relationship with Jesus and being invited in. And that is the God gave, right? God gave the gift of his son. God gave us Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I know as we get into the love part this next week with that theme, too, I mean, that's the whole motivator for why God did that. And God is love. And yeah. 
Yeah, I'm really excited to, to, to really bridge those, and I think they tie so closely. And I was even, I printed off your slides this morning because I'm like, how can I just use the same slides but change grace to love or something like that? Um, <laughs> we just the give the same, same sermon. sermon. Yeah, I really, just, every uh, time you said grace, say love. I, that's <laughs> copyrighted. You some, can't do in that. In some ways, that, that might work. But, uh, you know, one of the things, God, God places different verses in my head all the time. And I, I've been reflecting back on kind of the journey into pastoral ministry and being in the secular world before and some of the temptations that, that I had that I, I less have now to some extent, but you know, some of it is, you know, I, I my, my, the thing that, that drives me sometimes is sometimes out of that fear of Jesus saying to me, I didn't, I didn't know you. Um, and to your part, if I, if I seek to, what does it profit a man? I think it's Matthew 16. If he seeks the world and loses his soul. Right. And you know, that's always scared me to death. Like, Oh, I've really been seeking things in the world. Oh no. But, but I think what you, you kind of nail is you really need to understand God's grace before you pursue anything. Like that is the foundation for whatever happens next. And if you accumulate a ton of wealth or you, um, accomplish a lot, or you have these relationships or whatever God calls you into the world, do it having a full understanding of the grace that God has for us. Start there yeah. and build off of that. And amazing things will happen. God will yeah. add to yeah. your relationship with him. He will add to the love that he has for you. You'll know it um, when you hold that the truth of that grace and that grace upon grace in your heart. And that's what it's about. It's about yeah. the heart. And, yeah. and his grace transforms. Yeah. And what flows out of that is a lot of what I'm going to talk about. It's that love that that becomes an action, a manifestation of you understanding God's favor for you that comes in the form of love and comes in the form of Jesus um, and then flows out of us. And and I am going to stay in that side of God doing the loving, God sure. being the love, and I will talk about what that means practically in our lives, but um, I love what you did with the message because you brought in a practical piece to it earlier in the message, but you just poured on it's God's activity. It's God's grace that's being poured on us. And I just, I needed that so badly this Sunday. And I'm sure others probably did too and told you that. Um, but we need to just do that sometimes. Cause I was telling one of our elders, I was like, you can preach this great gospel message. Then you go, now go tell someone, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, right. and I want to go tell someone, but you just said, no, God is good. And he is graceful and gracious and merciful and loving. And, and you just pour that on and, and then you gave us a great benediction from Ephesians. And so I really appreciated that. I thought that was good. And I'm excited to bring, bring love as the next step of God gave. So. Well, I appreciate those, those words. And I, I'll tell you that I had a, a family, this wasn't yesterday, but a family that came up to me and we were talking about grace and they literally were in tears, the whole family. And they had been lifelong members of another church body that has historically confused grace and guilt, which is no grace at all. Um, And they were in tears because for the very first time, they had heard what grace was really all about. Mm -hmm. And it was so freeing. They were like, even their, their teenagers were emotional and just going, I've never heard what real grace is. I it always had this sense of, I got to do something. I got to be a part of it, you know, and my, to your point, yeah, we got to start there. And, and I think it's, it's interesting because as we define grace and we talked a little bit about this yesterday, pastor Andy and pastor Dustin and I, grace is not defined with the word love. 
we often say it is. And it's not, that wouldn't be the opposite of it at any stretch. It's favor. It's God's favor. It's his pleasure to, you know, I, I think of uh, when it says, is it in Hebrews where it says, for the joy that was before him, Christ endured the cross, scorning its shame. It's that, that's grace. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, it was the joy. And, and I, so I think of grace being a, a, a daddy who is so pleased to bring such blessing to his children. Mm-hmm. That's favor. Mm-hmm. Now, what motivates that is love, agape. Mm-hmm. So, so when we say, okay, we have one Sunday on grace and the next Sunday on love, isn't that the same thing? No, mm-hmm. it's not. They, they are intimately woven together, mm-hmm. but it is God's agape that, that motivated mm-hmm. his charis, his grace. Mm-hmm. Are you writing this down, Andy? Oh, yeah. It's, okay. We've talked. You know, he's writing your sermon for you right now. <laughs> so. And it's helpful. It, it, it's, it helps me because when, when I think about grace, it's sometimes hard to fathom God doing that or having that mm-hmm. for me. But, you know, when you talk about having favor... It also has that that justifying justification mm-hmm. piece to it, and to your sure. point of I can't earn it, and how could I, you know? And I think about that all the time. How I, that, you know, the steps to heaven I can barely take one, um, and and God makes me right with Him, and justifies everything I've done, makes me yeah. makes me pure, yeah. yeah, and that is His grace because yep. I sit here a sin, sinner, broken, uh, falling short daily, and He says no. We're good. Yeah. You are right. You are pure. You're holy. Yeah. You're divine. And he does that so that we can have no separation from him. Because if we yeah. didn't have that, we couldn't come come near him. Right. We couldn't we couldn't do that. So it's a justification thing too. So looking at this series and connecting back to the series that we just came out of, I was curious, have to do a much deeper dive <clears throat> in, on it. But if grace upon grace is connected at all to the Hesed that we talked about in Ruth, that just you know, in our translations, we just don't have a good word mm-hmm. or words mm-hmm. or a way to explain, but the whole idea of kindness and favor and yeah. Yeah. grace and motivated by love and, and to just see that being played out in that story of, right. of Ruth right. and Naomi and Boaz all happening in Bethlehem, right? And then so you fast forward to then, you know, the father sending his son into the world and into Bethlehem and the message to the shepherds and... It's just to come and see and experience it. And then they're motivated, right, to go and tell and share. But all they're being asked to do is just yeah. come and see and experience this gift, this yeah. grace, mm-hmm. grace upon grace. So, No, I, 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 that'd be a great deep dive. And I think of Boaz giving direction to his harvesters to not only let Ruth glean, but also drop a lot of things for her. That's grace. Mm-hmm. What motivated that? Love. Love. Yeah. So the grace was the action. It was the, it was the 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 extension of favor and 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 just it brought him joy to say, help her out. Well, I I, I think there'd be a really cool connection to to actually study word origins and see um, get right on that. Okay? Yeah. I'll so, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, no wait. And you get right yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. what I'm, I'm trying to connect it the best. And it, it, it seems to me that gra- grace is, it, grace and love are both part of the action, but grace is the result. It's it's being in favor 
you know, I, I believe. Um, and, and so it's being right. It's, it's, so the love that we're going to look at that God gave was selfless, sacrificial love, agape love. That is our, mm-hmm. our, our Christian. That's the one we hold on to and, and seek, um, and, and mirror God giving us. And so I'm going to look a lot about the self in this. Yeah. So as, as God looks at us and in, in who we are and, and it gives us his favor anyways, now what does that mean as far as who I am? Right. And, and I think the agape love that I'm going to talk about is a selfless sacrificial love that we learn from, from Jesus coming yep. in the flesh. And so it's going, we're going to hold up a mirror. I think this week, a little bit of when we love what it looks like and what the world looks like as far as love, love has take on many forms yeah. in today's yeah. age. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think we've confused love yeah. in our world today a lot. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've based relationships not on agape, but on a lot of other forms of love yeah. that are flimsy and emotional and not commitment-based. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of room to, whenever you study Scripture, whenever it talks about, for God so loved the world, and love, it's, it's agape. It's selfless, sacrificial. Um, yeah, so you got some... Sounds excellent. That's the love that God gave. That is it. So we've got, uh, depending on when you're watching this, we've got our Wednesday services starting up. Uh, Mm. Wednesday, Mm -hmm. December 6th is the first. Uh, Just a reminder to everybody that our uh, noon service is is a tradition, not traditional uh, in the form of traditional versus contemporary worship, but our our normal worship services Mm -hmm. at noon every Wednesday for the next three Wednesdays. Uh, Our evening service is going to incorporate the Messiah kids into it. And so December 6th in the evening, uh, this first Wednesday, is our our. Christmas, uh, children's Christmas program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was there at rehearsal Saturday. It was amazing. The kids are doing a great yeah, job. Really good. So they'll lead us through that on December 6th. And then on the 13th and 20th, it'll be kind of a hybrid of a, uh, a typical Advent worship service, but also kind of blending in a little Christmas concert feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have yeah. the Messiah kids singing some songs, and then we'll join in and join them. And so it'll really be a great experience. I so think. I think and like uh, the sixth, the message is the kids program, absolutely. but there will be a message on the second two Advent services. But like you said, with the right. kids also helping lead. <clears throat> so it'll be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. looking yeah, forward to it. It definitely will. And those evening, uh, evening services will be live streamed, all, uh, all three of them, the sixth, the the 13th and the 20th. Nice. Looking forward to it. All right. Excellent. Thanks for getting together today, uh, guys. And uh, thanks, Scott. We will talk again next week. All right.